everyone. Welcome back to It's Our Talk podcast. This is episode nine, and today we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? I am Jimmy, and I'm from Hong Kong, but now I'm living、uh, in San Francisco. Nice, and、uh, we will just full disclosure: we know you pretty well, or at least Nishara knows you really well.、Um, so, for the audience,、uh, why don't you tell us what you play and、uh, a little bit about your background? Cool. So, I'm a classical trained percussionist.、Um, so, I was, as I said, as I said, I was born in Hong Kong, and. I spend most of the time there learning Chinese percussion and Western percussion. And for college, I started actually in London for two years at the Royal College of Music, and then、mm-hmm. I moved to America to study at the Colburn Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles for four years,、mm-hmm. and then I moved to San Francisco for more training、um, at SFCM, which is San Francisco Conservatory of Music. Um, right now, I just graduated, so I'm been teaching a lot and freelancing in the Bay Area. Great. So Henry is also from the Bay Area. Yeah. Can you tell、I、us was... from me, for me, like someone who is not from the Bay Area, what is the Bay Area? The Bay Area is the. Or you asking me or him? Both of you guys. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Then、um, the Bay Area、sure. is just the the surrounding. Developed area around the the San Francisco Bay,、mm-hmm. um, so it generally includes、uh, Silicon Valley and San Jose. But、um, yeah, and it's it's a great place. I really miss it. I was born a little down south. I was born at Stanford,、um, and I grew up in Sunnyvale and Los Altos, kind of around Palo Alto. So probably like an hour south from where are you, where you are now. And、uh, yeah, I miss it a lot. You like it there, yeah? It's a pretty cool area. I mean, it's pretty expensive, but I think it's worth it.、Um, yeah, I live in San Francisco, which I would say is the center of Bay Area. And then you have Oakland, Berkeley, and you have everything down south, like San Jose. So as a musician, I think it's cool to、um, get around that because there's different orchestra in the area, or different schools, and different university that you can go around for gigs or teaching. So I think it's it's a pretty cool area.、Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of freelancing stuff going on, right? Yes, I mean right now we're still in the middle of pandemic, but I do think from this year, like stuff start、uh, opening up a little more. So I mean, there's still some gigs cancel, like like now now and then, but、uh, but yeah, since it's such a big area, there's quite a lot of、uh, music happening.、Mm. That's very nice. It is. Yeah, so you were saying that you went to London for two years before、mm-hmm. you came to LA. How was that during those two years in London? It was a pretty good experience.、Um, I was coming from a Chinese percussionist background,、mm-hmm. so、um, in high school I was doing mostly、uh, the Chinese orchestra. So、uh, I actually I don't know much about. A lot of Western music, like in when I was in high school, like I'm not really familiar with like Mahler, like Stravinsky. So I know I I have heard about it, but I don't know much about it. So once I start in London, we started on like Beethoven Symphony. That、uh, is actually my first time learning those part. So it it getting me a sense of like more about because I was mostly doing like solo stuff when I was in high school. Like I I do play marimba and snare drum and timpani.、Um, But once get into a big city, like they also have good training on、uh, like some Latin stuff, some jazz, and like all around the percussion stuff. So I got to see a lot of concerts that like really、uh, opened my eye. That, yeah. If I didn't go to London, I don't think I would come that far because、mm. obviously I also learned a lot in America.、Um, that I was really grateful to had a lot of great teacher help me. And for the last like I don't know ten ten years nine ten years, so、um, definitely is like one of my step towards my career. Yeah. Nice.、Cool. So you know how to play Chinese instruments? Mm-hmm. That's how, that's what you started with, right? Yeah. 
Wow, that's very cool.、Mm. Do you find them like relatively like related to percussion, like classical Western percussion instrument that you're working on right now? Yes, I think so. I mean, mostly I was doing Chinese percussion, but I also、uh, for other instruments like. Some of the times they're not using like manuscript paper; they're using、uh, numbers, just like guitar, like some of the guitar stuff.、Mm. Like、um, they'll put a like for example, if this is a C major,、uh, you put a one means C, and you put a dot about it, it would be like a, a higher C. And for rhythm, like they use like some lines and cross, or like one line for eighth note and two line for sixteen notes, etc. So it's pretty cool. Also,、uh, sometimes in the Chinese orchestra, we do get that, like a lot of like X or like some symbols instead of like the actual rhythm. For、um, also sometimes we have、uh, some even Chinese words like it different symbols mean different rhythm or different instrument. So it could be pretty different. But but also we we still learn training to be able to to read.、Uh, Like normal rest and music too, so I think it's a pretty good different combination. Wow! Wow! Different、I、sound concept too. Yeah. I never knew that they have their own like notation stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of similar to Thai instrument actually, but it's、mm-hmm. really cool.、Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then you you went to London, and then we met, because、yeah. we met when you were going to LA. Yeah. In two thousand fourteen. We、mm-hmm. we both joined Asian Youth Orchestra, which based in Hong Kong, and we went on a tour. It was like a month and a half program, something like that. It was that, really、right? fun, yeah. Yeah, like we kind of like rehearsed together for like three weeks, four weeks, and then we went on the tour, and that's how like we got really close, and then became best friends since. Nice, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, we had two programs. And then we rehearsed for three weeks. It was like Tchaikovsky Five,、mm-hmm. Beethoven Three, yes, and some other pieces too.、Um, and then we spent another three weeks to tour around Japan, China, Taiwan, Taiwan and Hong Kong. Right. So we right. did、uh, like I think sixteen concerts or something. It was a lot. <laughs> wow. It was a lot. It was pretty tiring that we have to take like a bus to. To a lot of different cities, but I think it's really, really fun. That we learned a lot, and it was really enjoyable. Had a good group of people, musicians, and conductors and stuff. Yeah. Well, for for me, that experience with Asian Youth Orchestra, it was like a big step for me to actually like came to study here in the states. Also,、mm. like I want to know how how about you? Like how was the experience at AYO for you? Is it like? I think so too, because like our our coach、uh, mm-hmm. Chris William, he was、mm-hmm. a former principal percussion of、uh, the、um, Baltimore Symphony. Baltimore Symphony, yes. Yeah. And、uh, so every rehearsal, he was here. That he's sitting back in the hall and constantly giving us feedback and like, oh, you can like probably do that, and you can try this maybe a little louder or different instrument, different sticks. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe like sometimes we、uh, maybe you can listen a little more, be more ahead, or like. So I think we learn a lot, especially we're a lot younger back then.、Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess just like、uh, like not like a normal youth orchestra, like we have a lot of like younger kids like、mm. that、uh, in early college or late high school.、Um, so I think from that experience, with it's just like a music festival in the United States too.、Mm. Uh, but it, I guess just. Happen to be in Asia with a lot of different like、uh, like countries.、Mm-hmm. The、yeah. touring aspect、so、is very interesting.、Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I I know of many American summer festivals that would tour to sixty. What was it? Sixteen different countries. No, no, like、said? four countries,、oh, okay. but like sixteen concerts. Oh, okay. Because we went to different. Yeah, and we did all different cities. Yeah, that's that's still a lot.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's quite the experience. I. I'm jealous. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like because you know, like with Chris William, that he was, I mean, he coaches us, and I remember like when he taught us to do the triangle clip, 
in one of the class when <laughs> they rehearse like Tchaikovsky uh, five and mm. there's only one timpanist. So the rest of us just outside and like, what should we do? Okay, let's make a triangle clip. <laughs> so he just like taught us. And yeah, that was like a big, big thing hmm. that I went and, you know, have a good friend like you and decide to come here because you were going to Coburn. So you talked to me that you are going to study in America. Hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like how it all started. Like I asked him. So that was before you had started at Colburn. Before I started, yeah, okay. right before I started. So sure. it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. So you would have been uh, 20, 22? I was older? 20. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then how's Colburn in L- LA? It's cool. I, I mostly had uh, two teachers there. They're both fantastic. Jack Van Geem and Ted Akats. They're both mm-hmm. orchestral uh, musician, and they're both like really good all-rounded percussionists. Because at Colburn, there's only one faculty mm. for percussion. Like unlike other bigger school that has like three or more. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, they're both really uh, great at what they're doing. Ted is really good at drum set mm. and doing other like stuff because he's also um, he's a really talented guy, and he do like a lot of uh, even singing. He has his own band. And uh, Jack is a wonderful rumba um, player, and he's very good at all keyboards. And he was also playing with the San Francisco Symphony, mm. and Ted was playing with the Chicago Symphony. So they both have a strong orchestral background, but also really good around the percussionist. And Colburn as a school is a very small school. There's, when I was there, there's only like a hundred students there. Yeah. Um, so basically, like an orchestra, really like orchestra focus um so we play a lot of rap like we do concert every three weeks i think or four uh, or four weeks mm. um and really really high level especially strings and like uh, other instrument that because every thursday we have a thing called performance forum that we we go into the concert to support other colleagues to play and also um listen to other instruments so mm. we heard a lot of different fab a, a musician playing like violin concerto or like piano sonata or other other stuff like that. So it really helped me to train my musical sense. Hmm, that's so I really I cool. Had a, I had a good experience there. Yeah, that's like a school wide studio class. True. Yes. That's exactly. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard about forum. Um, I've heard about the forum at at Colburn and. I think those small schools where you're all just kind of this big family in one big building and everybody knows each other mm-hmm. and everybody knows of each other's abilities and everybody's, you know, got a reputation and, and you know how this person played and this person played, this person's really good at this, this person's really good at this. It It's the total opposite of the environment we had for our masters. We met in Indiana University and that's like, the biggest or second biggest music school in the U S with like two, 3000 students. And I always joked around there. I could never remember anybody's name because I would see some of my best friends, maybe like once a month because (laughs) that's when you saw them. And then the, the campus was so big and everyone was so spread out. Like this person lived at, in this part of town, this person lived in this part of town that you just, that family aspect was gone, at least compared to my undergrad, which was a smaller place too. Not as small as Colburn though. Mm. Yeah, I used to, right? I mean, I remember one winter break, I actually went to see Nachada. Mm. Um, was it 2016, 17? 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to I I mean I went to see Nachada. So she gave me like a tour of IU, mm. and there was like fifty percussionists there, right? Yeah, fifty to it's like, like a 60. big school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I showed him the studio, like the basement rooms and stuff. And I mean, like you know, like how big the school is and how many people at IU. Like at that mm-hmm. time that you came to visit me. Like, I haven't met him. Mm. Like, we never Mm -hmm. seen each other, even though it was, like, a semester in already, and we, like, basically starting the same year. 
we so never, we, met, never, until never like met until six months in after that yeah not surprised if you have 50 percussionists i mean i'm sure like there's not more violin player yep there's IU, right? a lot yeah <laughs> they have four full orchestras of students and then also the non-major one right, right? and mm -hmm. then they also have like wind ensemble and some other ensembles um and percussion ensembles have there's the Three? Brazilian and yeah, four of them. all the extra little ad hoc ones like steel pan and mm -hmm. those are. Yeah, like we have all type of ensemble for percussion that you can imagine. But yeah, it's a big school it's compared to Coburn. Huge. <laughs> for sure. And you guys like stay at the school too, right? So it's easier for everyone yeah. to just hang out and know each other very well. Like almost 95% of students leave on campus and mm. campus i mean is actually upstairs because coburn is like two big buildings but one of them is bigger it has the dorm like um practice room even concerts concert hall and stuff so uh from like level six to eleven they're basically all dorms mm. Mm -hmm. um so we what we have to do is just wake up in the morning and just like just go downstairs Walk for downstairs. class or something so it's take, take us three minutes to get down there. So that's why, um, since we all live in the same building, so we see, see each other every day. So yeah. it's quite a different environment to other, other school too. Absolutely. Then you moved to San Francisco. Yes. After I got my bachelor, then I moved to San Francisco, which I also had a really amazing experience. I did mm -hmm. my master there and also a, a like a one-year postgraduate degree mm -hmm. which i study with uh jake nisley and mm -hmm. jack van Geem and also at uh at stefan mm -hmm. they're all wonderful teacher really mm -hmm. uh, yeah i mean I'm, i got really lucky i have to say like all every single teacher i had is really all-rounded mm -hmm. and also each of the teacher have their like own forte stuff so mm. um so I, I get to learn a lot from different teachers and different maybe even like i mean they all work on the same goal that i mean they want to be have really good technique and also be really musical and creative to inspire listener and audience mm -hmm. but they 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 own have their own approach like how to get to that point so mm. so by studying at, at san francisco i really get a perspective from different faculty and i i take like some good ideas from each of them so i think that's really helpful hmm. that's really great yeah that's quite lucky and how about like the experience like overall compared to the other places that you went to i think also one thing is like i got older and older so like even though sometimes like when, when i was younger maybe the teacher was explaining the same concept actually to me but maybe at that time I can only understand maybe fifty percent of of mm. of the idea. Sure. Um, especially when I started earlier, my English is not that strong. Mm. So sometimes it could be also be a language problem that I misunderstood or didn't really understand hundred percent. But also when I get older and more experienced, I perform more. Mm. I, I I so I I can able to understand what exactly they're talking about. And even though on top of that, maybe can even create my own interpretation or own ideas then i start mm. to de develop my own my own sound or own character as a as a musician so i think that is that is cool nice i definitely know what you're talking about do you do you mm -hmm. have some situations where you have this memory that's just so clear of something that a past teacher was saying and at the time I, I have a couple of these. I was just sort of like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then, you know, like eight years later, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> what they meant. <laughs> Give an example. And, but, you know, the way that I interpret it, the way that I interpreted it before in the past was still right, or not right, but mm -hmm. it still worked for me and I still learned from it. But then I found, you know, another way of looking at it when I'm older and have different experiences, but still the old viewpoint still applies. So now I'm coming at it from two different angles and I'm sure those, those important moments will serve us for life because we'll be able to keep coming back to them over and over again. 
I'm sure in eight years I'll look at that same thing and be like, a third thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of them because like, I mean, even I graduated, I'm, I'm still constantly learning. Mm. Like every time when I play by myself or play with other musicians or perform, mm. constantly, yeah. I, I think like, I mean, even those big professors or like those great musicians from like, major symphony i mean they told me they're still learning every day even sure. though they they passed their age of 40 50 60 so i feel like music like never ends like we always found new things to do we always improving ourselves daily so absolutely think, yeah that's the beauty of music i always love to ask people like <laughs> let me just say let's come up with like a hypothetical situation today is friday right and so mm. let's say just, just me or you, Friday, we're the same person we are right now. But then on Monday, we happen to win a job with the Berlin Phil. Um, are we a better musician Monday than we were on Friday? Probably not. So. Maybe but, like, like, like 0.1%, right? But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so it exactly right but still like that to me that sort of proves that even once you're at the berlin phil spot you might expect to feel like well now that i'm here i feel completely different and but mm -hmm. you just you probably mm -hmm. don't and you know everybody there in those big orchestras or all those great soloists they all probably just feel like people who are practicing and working and still improving and still having those ah oh, aha moments and yeah yeah I like to never ending. I hope that that's never the way ending. it is. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the fun, though. Mm. Definitely part of the fun for me to just keep figuring things out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's like you mentioning you are teaching too, right? Do you mm -hmm. think those like help with this perspective as well with like figuring things out, especially when you have to go teach? I heard I heard a lot of story from many people that, you know, that's that's one way for you to figure things out. You have to go teach and they teach you. I know. Yeah. I mean, even though teaching though, like little kids or older students, it's always funny that, for example, um, you tell them, oh, yeah, like be careful in this beating spot because of this. Uh, rhythm that that can help or, or make sure you listen to the sounds that even and sometimes you thought like did I actually do that myself <laughs> you know so like it's always a good reminder like some of the stuff that you know you need to do but mm -hmm. you first I don't know maybe you got like too into one of the small thing that you forgot on the bigger picture but when you teach you remind your student on certain stuff and you actually actually remind yourself you also have to do that so I feel like teaching yeah. also that's a good way to to help you to be a better musician. It or keeps you honest. The concept, yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it so far with the teaching right now? I do like teaching. <laughs> um, I also teach like besides percussion, I also teach piano hmm. or other stuff. So I think um, can be tiring. I mean, I have to be honest. Like, especially if you teach younger students, like, like under the age of 10, yeah, that can be very tiring. Um, but I guess the teach the beauty part of teaching is like, once you see them improve, or sometimes you put up a concert with them together, you can definitely uh, have a lot of um, just like really proud of being their teacher that's to see them improve, mm. like slowly, slowly, like months and years. Yeah, so I think I think that's that's the good part about teaching. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what is the general age range that you're teaching at right now? Right now is, I think I teach the age of age of five, hmm. and I have the older student, which like um, almost sixties. Oh, it's like yeah, he's a professor. And, and some out of few. So I think it's quite a big range that I'm, I'm teaching right now. And I feel like every single age has, you, you have to do, you have to teach differently. Like, mm. I mean, if you're teaching like a five-year-old to a middle school or high school or even like older student, it's always like um, ending up the same goal that helped them develop their own 
music ideas and mm. also like help them improve their their playing or enjoy it mostly most importantly but of course like you have to use different skills to get their attention mm. maybe like if they're younger you have to use easier way to explain so yeah. i think also depends on individual student like some student will get it a little quicker than the others mm-hmm. so it's always a challenge that you constantly have to adjust like adjust your your, your teaching so yeah. I, I i do think teaching is more tired than playing Mm. Mm. wow okay yeah, because like it, it i know playing like besides playing with yourself you also play with other musicians that you have to listen to different stuff too but teaching like you constantly have to think about uh working with your own student and how to also you talk a lot too sure. <laughs> so i think that can be pretty tiring too yeah yeah, yeah. well it sounds like you're a good teacher that's really nice to hear because I, I, I hope so. <laughs> well, it's clear that you think a lot and that you're very mentally active when you're in the process of teaching someone. And I know there are a ton of what so-called paycheck teachers who just kind of show up and yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you practice this week? Oh, whatever. So, <laughs> but, um, it sounds like you think a lot. So any one of your students is lucky to have you. I think exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I learned it from my old teachers, so they're great teachers. That's a good compliment <laughs> to them right. too. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? You too. And as far teaching? as teaching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I've got a little bit of experience, but what about you? Well, I was in music education and I had to teach in school before, but I am actually like not very good at teaching personally like i'm sure like i said it so many times to you like i am so nervous and worried about teaching people and i always just get like nervous Mm. about it and always scared but i think like it's like part of my like new year resolution this year i'm gonna actually try and be more active about teaching and you know because i really do think that teaching will definitely like help me at some point also. Hmm. So I feel like I really need to break my wall and go for it. Nice. I'm sure you're doing great. Just I give you so. some more confidence. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, you also had a lot of great uh, teacher from your background, Yes, right? yes. And I'm sure you learn a lot from them. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're saying also you're performing with the orchestra. In the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and I, I know that you also playing with the San Francisco Symphony. How's all that like? How's playing, David? Yeah, I'm really, really <laughs> grateful that I got to play. Got to play this week too. We're doing mm-hmm. uh, Pokal Fifth Symphony Five and Shostakovich uh, Cello Concerto Number no. Two. Um, it's great. Like this week, we have uh, Michael Tyson Thomas, one of the the biggest mm-hmm. conductor in the world. Um. I think I learned a lot this week um, that, I mean, I already know the part even before I started the rehearsal this week. I learned, I, I, it's, it's like somewhat different than excerpts or mm-hmm. we, we heard a lot of different recording when we when were in school. But playing with an orchestra, especially the one of the best orchestra in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, you learn a lot like by listening to other musicians, like how the sound we act to the hall or like different conductors. Mm-hmm. would like different interpretation or even play with like different musician like sometimes you you have to think a lot too like mm. even you're playing one note i mean i guess i explained to my student in an orchestra there's so much to think about like for percussion like first you need to think about uh what instrument you're hitting right what what sticks uh what um what notes or um what kind of rhythm are you doing mm-hmm. or beating spot? Mm-hmm. And then in the bigger picture, they have like how loud or how, like what dynamics you're going to play with, what kind of stroke and then play which musician or mm-hmm. even more like which, like which hall you're playing with. And even sometimes like you might have to adjust by different conductors. So even you're playing one note, there's like so much to think about. Yeah. I think so, that's really, really important that you like mentioning that. Because I know, yeah. like, for some people, percussion is, like, look, it 
for us, like our instrument looks kind of mm-hmm. easy compared to the other mm-hmm. ones. Like because like in general, it's just like we hit things. Like not not saying that it's like you know comparing, but like other yeah. like violin violinist has like millions of notes in one concert, and sometimes we might mm-hmm. have one, but like that one is really important, mm. and it could be mm-hmm. tricky for us. Yeah, too. I feel like it's by experience. When I was younger. Especially in the high school orchestra or even early college, like I didn't know that. I mean, I saw what on a page. I just play, mm-hmm. so and I might look at the conductor and just just play. So I mean, but but by the age I got older and had more experience in learning from different teacher and play with different orchestra, I think it t- definitely take times to build up that like concept or that idea to do it. So sure. Um, and that comes with growth and maturity and just mm-hmm. in general being a lot more self-aware and introspective, thinking a lot more about things and how things in the world outside of music even are working and just getting deeper and deeper the how you do things rather than what you're doing and just constantly striving to get just a little more sparkle to what you're doing and mm-hmm. Just how can this be better? Yeah, we have to get to an insane level of detail sometimes. But that's partly what makes it so fun. And that's partly if you're a listener and you can notice that. That's partly, I feel like that personally, I feel like that's what makes it so fulfilling and enjoyable to listen to. Mm -hmm. When you're listening to someone who's really paying attention and there's this dialogue between musician and their instrument and the space they're in and the type of audience that is there if any at all maybe it's in a studio um Mm -hmm. that level of care and that level of just intention because we're all orchestra musicians here we've definitely had some days where we just kind of phone it in and just kind of like yeah okay i did everything on the page but i doubt it sounded good (laughs) And yeah, I'm noticing as I get older, um, can't get away with that because that's not music. Especially like a lot of us, I mean, we focus a lot on like playing excerpts to Mm -hmm. get a full-time orchestra job, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just, it's so different to play with an orchestra compared to just like learning how to win an orchestra. I mean, of course, they share share a lot of stuff like a different character on each excerpts, or like different technique and stuff. But it's really different to like playing by yourself and like and actually learn how to adapt that to put in an orchestra in context. I it's a completely is, different skill. It's a couple different thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the only reason we have the audition process is because if you really tested everybody's chops at being mm-hmm. in the ensemble everyone every open position time. It, yeah it would just never yeah. get filled it would be so expensive so you know the audition system as flawed as it is is kind of the yeah. best that people have come up with mm-hmm. um do you want to talk about auditioning at all or is that we kind of like to keep it light and fun here and auditioning's kind of <laughs> hard and yeah, stressful it's so well, we can keep it, <laughs> it <too>. is <laughs> for sure for sure um i've only done a few professional auditions myself i've done plenty of regional ones um but um i've had one pretty tough learning experience from a professional audition but going through that process um and also kind of studying at IU, which is a very orchestra heavy school. Um, that sort of made me personally realize that I like my instrument and, and playing my instrument more than I like playing ensemble music just personally. Um, Mm -hmm. and excerpt audition stuff has, you know, even just the first day of freshman year in college and everything, it's always been not enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know why it's never enjoyable, but it's always so much more stressful. Like I know a bunch of solo pieces that are a lot harder than some excerpts, but excerpts just once you say that something is an excerpt, 
mentally there's just <laughs> suddenly there's like a and just the whole time I'm playing I, it, I'm like, <laughs> and it just sounds I exactly to, I like know. that. I exactly know what you're talking about because yeah. I'm almost the same exact person. Like, ah. I, I, I do think I'm a lot better soulless. Like, I can put up a recital no problem. That like, Even though like it's an hour and a half program by myself or even with other musicians, we're playing duos or quartet or, or small ensemble. Like, um... I have no problem. I really enjoyed it. Like, I got really excited to do every single thing. Um, but yeah, when, when you put an excerpt in context, like like they listen to like 10 seconds or 20 seconds of stuff, it just makes me very nervous. Like, um, yeah, I think one of the teacher, my teacher, Jake Nisley said, uh, well, just treat your, I don't know, 10 minute audition as a recital. Um, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do for sure. <laughs> Um, you would think it would be so easy to just say, well, yeah, this, this is the music that I'm playing for someone, but it doesn't fit, at least for me. It doesn't ever mm -hmm. actually feel the same. It's definitely a little like of a mental thing. I yeah. Think. Like, yeah. like personally, because like for some of those excerpts, I might have like played it before, like in mm. the orchestra or something like that, without realizing that this part is an excerpt for some audition mm. and mm -hmm. I would just play it and then one, once I learned that it is and I have to work on it for something like immediately my brain shifts a little bit and be like okay mm -hmm. this is different okay mm. oh my can't play this I, how did I play that before like it, it's just a whole mess but <laughs> yeah. yeah I think we're trying to like imagine when we do an audition or playing excerpt just try to imagine your head that you're playing with the live orchestra. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but I guess it's always more fun you're actually playing with live orchestra. So I do feel like even playing the same exact excerpt except Lake mm -hmm. by yourself or with an orchestra, it's just so much easier to play mm. with someone else. I agree. Else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For me at least, yeah. I totally feel the same too. Yeah, I love <laughs> playing with the orchestra. I love playing with other people. It's much I, I, for me, like, I feel like, yeah, yeah it's much mm. more fulfilling. Yeah. And, like, especially, like, for you to be able to play with, like, San Francisco Symphony, it's like you got the best seat in the house to just listen Definitely. to the cool. musicians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love Davies. That's the hall I, I grew up on. You're so lucky to be there right now. I, I feel uh, yeah, like Davies yeah. sounds, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you like to talk about being a Marimba One artist too? <laughs> sure. Um, Congratulations on that. Yeah. By Congratulations. The way. Thank you. Yeah, I'm also really grateful for that. Um, I'm still really new to this, so um, right now I'm planning to start doing. I'm waiting for a new Marimba to come, which I think is coming next week. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna, yeah, they just sent you one? Oh, no, we, we, ha we do have to uh, pay for it. We oh, got okay. a little discount, but yeah. we. Um, yeah, so once I got that out, uh, since it's five octaves, so I will have a lot more I can work on. Mm. And then I'm planning to do a lot of uh, recordings without a musician or put up on a concert. Oh, great. Um, I think it'll be it's a little tricky right now since... Um, because of the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. of but course. even the chat and I was talking about we can we can do some recording together. I mean now, I guess that we in the last two years we figured out like a lot more that we can record our stuff and record. put it together with with, with, uh, with with a software. Oh yeah, and that sounds not not of course not as good as a live mm -hmm. performance. But if sometimes what we have is uh, because of COVID or because of the distance of hmm. the musician that where yep. they are. So I think that could be a cool thing to do too. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Yeah. Or even with Henry. I mean, we're in the chat talking about you can do some piazzola, right? Without oh, yeah. Marimba. Mm -hmm. That's a very good combination. Yeah. Very. Uh, so, yeah. So back to the, the, the question. Um, 
Verbal One is an awesome company too. There's like so many different good artists, mm-hmm. and they're making a really good marimba, saxophone, and vibraphone, and sticks too. So I guess my goal is just to help them promote the brand. Nice. <laughs> and do more, just basically make more music to、um, other people.、Mm-hmm. Even not even to, only to like percussionists. I mean to other musician or even non musician. That to get them, get the interest to them, like the beauty of percussion or the beauty of marimba,、yeah. that they、mm-hmm. get into, and maybe they will want to learn it, or or maybe、um, by themselves or listen a lot more. So, percussionists, I think, is still a lot of misunderstanding. Like、mm-hmm. when you tell a normal normal session, like percussion, they the only thing they probably think of is drums. Like some of them don't、yeah. even know like. Keyboards like saxophone or stuff, or percussion, or、right. they always think of like like drum set, like you play、mm-hmm. in the band. So I think since marimba is a pretty unique、uh, new instrument, it is. So like, and it's not that new. I mean, it has been laying around for a while, but I feel like not a lot of people know about it. So so I think it's pretty cool. I mean. Nishchara and I, being as as a percussionist or or playing other all the percussion instruments, it's great to like, I don't know, share this thing to everyone in the world too. Because I'm sure, like, you play violin, Henry. Like, I'm sure, like, ninety nine percent people know what a violin is. So you'd be surprised.、Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> not ninety nine, but、uh, at least I would say more people <laughs> than percussion. Ninety eight point two. Ninety eight point two. Yes, sounds good. The plumber that just fixed <laughs> our sink in the kitchen the other day walked in and walked by my violin and was like, "Ah,、oh, cello." <laughs> <laughs> but so, at, at、yeah. least they they at least they know it's a string instrument. Like some、yes. of them walked in、right. and see the marimba and had no idea. They might thought it's just a yeah, table. Yeah, they thought it's a piano or something. Just a table. That's a good a table. Point, <laughs> Is that for drawing laundry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny.、Um, I think marimba is a great way to go because it's such a melodic instrument,、mm-hmm. um, but also it is so colorful and tonally、mm-hmm. complicated that、um, to the average person who doesn't know about triangle and isn't capable of hearing any subtleties in how it's played, they just kind of think all it can do is go ding. You know,、mm-hmm. because they just they aren't trained. They don't they don't see anyone ever do anything other than like. So,、mm-hmm. but marimba, it's obvious. You know, there's so many different、yeah. keys,、mm-hmm. and they all have different pitches, and you can hit them hard, hit them soft. You, it's you know as limitless as a piano, and、mm-hmm. you know. So, I I can't wait to see what kind of music is gonna is gonna come out of that. And actually,、um, yeah, for sure. One of our big goals is because you know she's got a marimba now, and、uh, I'm a violinist, and we try to find repertoire for it, but it's not that extensive. And so, part of what we hope to accomplish with our group is by doing our transcriptions or、yeah. arranging things,、mm-hmm. and either just taking something that's for violin and piano, making it violin and marimba, or violin guitar,、yeah. make it violin marimba, or even I was thinking the Ravel violoncello duo. Take the cello line, and that fits marimba、Definitely. really well.、Um, yeah, you know that could that could really be a genre one day because I really feel like、mm-hmm. it fits, and I feel that there there are so many other unexplored possibilities too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for myself,、um, I also love playing like new music and like there's a lot of good contemporary music too.、Mm-hmm. For me, like I, I actually spend a lot more time doing transcription. So,、um, since nowadays marimba has five octave,、um, I did a recital、uh, last year, which I I play、um, a lot of sword pieces from different musician and、uh, different composer. Like I started with Bach and Mozart, like Beethoven, Mendelssohn, Chopin,、uh, Debussy.、Um, And more, so I, I really think like for myself, I like to use marimba to show people. 
just like we can do a lot of transcription and we can make it sound different. Mm-hmm. And and also, but it's also uh, on a different, I don't know, on a different uh, different color. Of course, it's still the same style, but it's just a little different than the original instrument. That we're playing mm. for piano transcription is different playing for violin or, or guitar or, or, or even like woodwind and brass. So I think... Um, It's pretty um, unique that, I mean, I guess piano you can do a lot too, but I think it's pretty cool that people like to hear those kind of stuff on Marimba too. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I watched his recital and I know you have some of the videos of your Bach arrangement on piano Sonata Padilla. I really like that the one. The Beethoven, yeah. Yeah, the Beethoven one. And yeah, we can like put the link down for people who are interested <laughs> too. Sure. He, he did it really well. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like he... Thank you. He Like his recital, it's just like a whole history of music. He just started from back in like Bach time and they just start... He picked each composers from each, each genre and put it on Marimba. Yeah, I think all like... like Pretty cool. pop, like I would say, bigger, bigger pieces from from those bigger composer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you planning to have a little of those like Chinese music arrangement or like transcription yeah. to marimba? That because be especially a... like you mm-hmm. train with the Chinese music group when you were younger. Is def- but like you also play like the the Chinese piece on the Chinese drum, also mm-hmm. that you showed me, and those are really cool as well. So like, you, do you have any plan to do some of the arrangement to play on the marimba? I think it's a very good idea to do it. I think yeah, actually, well, I I play a lot of like Chinese pieces on a xylophone or mm-hmm. a small burbo when I was younger, but uh. But I haven't do it for a long time, so I think actually mm-hmm. it could be a, it definitely is a good idea to to do it. Yeah. I, thanks for the thought. I'll definitely think about it. Yeah. Of course. I mean, nice. I would love to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear that. Yeah, because I don't. I actually don't know. Is there any other Chinese marimba player that doing this? I'm sure there are some, but definitely mm-hmm. uh, not a lot. I think. But definitely, mm-hmm. def- definitely in probably more in Asia for sure. Mm. I see. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I would love to. We'll see. <laughs> Let us know when How it comes out. You can also do some Thai music, right? Yeah, I mean, like we did, like a we we did a video for like a Thai New Year music mm. for the New Year, and yeah, like they loved it, and yeah, I definitely want to do more. Because, like, I've said that so many times. Like, I want Marimba to be more, like, well-known to non-musician. Mm-hmm. Because, like we talked about, it's not very common of the instrument. So yeah. I try to just, like, play it to any other music. And, yeah, like, all the Thai music is definitely one of the shows that I would love to do more. Yeah, I think people generally love it. So I had an experience when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, music donor who contacted me, like, um, he said he just loved the sound of marimba because it's like it's, it's like wood. It's really natural. It's, yeah. it's got a really good resonating sound. So he 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 had like a, I think it's his like, wedding, anniversary party. Mm-hmm. So he just said, oh, I want you to play marimba during that party. Mm. So he has a big house in Pasadena and in, in, in South Cal and and a swimming pool in it. And, and he just hosts like a lot of people That's with cool. like a three-course fancy dinner. And what he just wanted me to play any marimba music in the background. Ah. So I just did some 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 different stuff. So That's a cool I, I gig. think definitely is a... Yeah, it was a cool gig. Um, I think definitely is a cool... Uh, there's a market of it for sure for nice Marimba, yeah okay good to know how difficult is it to move it around well that's another story <laughs> probably <laughs> it's hard yeah now he gets to experience it too because now we have one and he had to yeah. help me move it everywhere that's right 
it's and it's yeah. like you know I mean, we, pounds. Uh huh. We have the cases. I mean, loft company makes it easier. Um, mm. True. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, is uh, you need a bigger car, or even yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still definitely one of the hard thing to move around. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Just like percussion in general, or just I mean. I mean, harp or bass is also hard to move around. Sure. Yeah. But percussion, sometimes when we play a gig, if 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 that require like I don't know, ten different instruments, including timpani, marimba, xylophone. Yeah, you need a U-Haul. It it can be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 is one of the hardest things for percussion. I think. That's so tricky. Mm. Yeah. It's it's like a joke that we have our instruments and we have to count. Like our budget to buy a car as well, <laughs> so that we can move. Yeah. <laughs> and we we all have like a van or something, and we look at each yeah. other at the parking lot like, oh, these are percussionists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's the only thing that fits. <laughs> Our instruments cost more than a car. True. <laughs> some of yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. some of them. Yeah. That's a tough market. It's really kind of not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, we would love to see more of your work, especially now Thank that you're you. artist. Oh, I would love, love to see you too. Yeah, hopefully too. we'll get to play together at absolutely. some point. Can't wait for that. I like yeah. what you said about the um, the pandemic causing everybody to find a way around not being able to be close in proximity to one another mm-hmm. or be in concert halls with each other anymore. So. A lot of people did learn how to use microphones and interfaces, um, but really, what what I hope comes out of it, and knock on wood, I hope this is all over soon. Um, but I hope even after it's over, uh, that this this type of open and this this sort of more free way of being able to program material or produce material. I hope that that freedom stays because I, yeah. I think it's quite nice that I just started, for example, going through Augustin Hadelich's, um teaching series that he put mm-hmm. up on, on YouTube. I'm going through those videos again. And I just kept thinking that, huh, if he had done this in 2019, there are some, mm-hmm within the classical music circles that that would have thought, oh, he's doing something that's not serious. This is hurting his image, something like that. Um, but then because of because the pandemic happened, it was seen as, you know, this great gift and a way of connecting with people and a way of being able to share music with others while it's otherwise quiet because nothing else was happening. And so I just hope that after this is all over and the concert halls are, are full again, um, I hope that it's normal to have digitally distributed music and videos and streamed concerts, recitals, whatever. And I think so. That's a main hope for our organization. Yeah. I think that will keep, um, for different reasons like a location or a budget or anything yeah hopefully i mean when we get out the pandemic i mean of course all the live music back on but also on top of that we can also keep what we using the advantage of like i guess the technology mm-hmm. and everything i think that can make it better I sure mean, mm-hmm. for sure yeah and even grow even more find mm-hmm. now that if people decide video type stuff is Mm -hmm. acceptable or it's seen as it's as serious as, um, you know, doing a recital in Carnegie hall. If you're Mm -hmm. doing a recital for marimba one streamed live recital series. Um, I think that'd be great because that's making more products for, Mm -hmm. an audience to consume and more opportunities for musicians to play. I, I think a lot can, can grow out of it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I like what you just said, because, mm. you know, like playing at a good like concert hall is definitely like great experience and everything. And mm-hmm. live music is great. But like, you know, if you have a chance and you get to do it at home and put up like a 
video and stuff. Like I think it's also great. Yeah. And yeah. Or even like that, that house in Pasadena. Exactly. Alternative venues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all these are all mm. the possibilities. Mm-hmm. So do you have? How about your plan this year? Do you have anything that you would like to do? Um. I mean, I know you have many things keep, coming up. Yeah, for for keep doing what I'm doing. Um, oh, I probably gonna plan to do some more auditions. Mm-hmm. Sure. And learn some more new repertoire and play a lot of musicians. But uh, I don't know. But my goal is just like to keep improving myself mm. and teaching the next generation or other people and just share music. To other people, absolutely. Yeah. To mm-hmm. I don't know to to make them joyful or make them happy. Yeah. Mm. That's the most important. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's touching. Warm feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you will be busy whole year <laughs> with a lot of gigs and stuff. Yeah. I will always. Share for you, <laughs> and I know Nichada's probably already told you, but we're we're at the point with our business that we want to start branching out and including more people. So if you want to figure out a way that we can either host you to play something, or uh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back to the West Coast, but or if we could do something digitally, I don't know if you've seen our little split screen things; those are fun. Um, yeah. But I mean, I would love to play with you with like yeah, some of those sure. like do it pieces that you already know. Yeah. Even like mm-hmm. you know the aborada that you played on your recital, mm-hmm. like some of those pieces, like I would be happy to play with you. Mm. Yeah, I do miss playing with like other musicians. Yeah, it's definitely uh, yeah, it's really like important mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I miss that community. Or maybe we can find someone around your your city. Yeah. That to to play with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do know some of the people yeah. around here. Yeah. So hopefully, like things are getting better, and we can mm-hmm. get some venue and stuff. Can actually play. Our house is really cramped right now. <laughs> it's a little hard to have a guest, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. We we can't wait to have other musicians joining us mm. and play more music. Yeah. Oh, is it a good place to wrap up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, it's really nice to have you with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you Thanks for, for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and everything about music. Yeah. From your perspective. Oh, if um. If you have any website or any um, like a teaching post or anything that you want us to include in the description, so that if anyone wants to click on, you know, what you've done or anything like that, or just like if anyone wants to, oh, I want to start like studying with Jimmy. How should I contact him? We sure, would I'll be happy some to contact mm-hmm. below. Yeah, All sure. Right. Yeah, we will provide that. So if you're interested. You can reach out to Jimmy. He's a great musician, great teacher. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. And yeah. I hope I can meet you, like see you in person very yeah, I know. soon. I, hope we'll see you. Yeah, I, hope so. I was talking to him like, when was the last time I saw you in person? Like, mm. I know I talked to you so much, but I don't remember when was the last time I, I, I met you for the first time, the last time I saw you, which was in New Haven. <laughs> I know it was actually not. I'm. I might have saw Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you saw me more recently than her, I think. More recent than you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I really hope I get to see you in person soon. Do you remember when I spilled coffee at Yale? <laughs> you did. I maybe yeah right. <laughs> we we were sitting in the whatever little hallway, and then I had the coffee cup, and it just like tipped over. There was just like coffee all over the floor. I was like. 
Everyone here is auditioning, and I'm just that guy that's got a big puddle on the ground. That's the only way I'll ever make a mark at Yale, so. That's funny. Speaking of, I've got coffee. But thank you so much for uh, talking with us. Thank you. We had a blast. Yeah, thank you. Me too. All right. Bye. Bye.